Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other Black graduate students or early career professionals. It is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. back with another episode of Black and in Grad School. And today we are going to have a really special, special guest. These are one of the OGs of the academic creative base, at least to me, right? I'm sure before <laughs> there was our kind of cohort of academic and creatives, there were many others before us who paved the way. But of my contemporaries, this is someone who I, again, found on Twitter <laughs> and have followed and have been inspired by and have built a relationship with Raven. Welcome, Raven. Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. So if you don't know Raven, she is a amazingly multi-hyphenated, talented creative and the <laughs> mind behind Black Girl Does Grad School. And so Raven, let us know when you're not doing your blog what are you spending your time on where are you studying and where are you at yeah so i am originally from suffolk virginia and i am currently in an american studies phd program at william and mary so if you're from virginia you know that uh suffolk and williamsburg where william and mary is are an hour apart so when i'm not working i'm usually at home chilling with my parents <laughs> So like as part of my American studies degree, my focus is on black women and girls in new media narratives that are fantastic, futuristic, digital, etc. And when I'm not doing that and I'm not hanging out with my parents, I'm usually probably somewhere drawing or like making pretty letters or bullet journals or playing with my dog. Yes, yes. Literally, you all um, have to see her Twitter and Instagram to see some of her amazing calligraphy and her art. I always enjoy it because I'm someone who like really, really loves words. And so I love seeing words like written very pretty. <laughs> you know, it's just that is very relaxing. And I, I've always enjoyed seeing those on your page. I'll have to make you a canvas. 
I would love that. I would. Love that. Oh my gosh. So. Raven is another part of the South by Southwest EDU panel that we're having, the podcast session and panel we're having called The Rise of the Black Academic Content Creators. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see already why she is a part of that panel and podcast session because she's already super dope. And <laughs> you shared your, you know, what you've been studying. And honestly, this is your first time on the show. So yeah. Yeah, we can actually get into that a little bit, even though it's not the like bulk of our conversation. We're going to be talking about her experience and her journey as a creative, but I know that it has to be rooted in your graduate school experience. So maybe mm -hmm. shed some light on what led you to the grad school journey. Yeah, so I mean, how I came to American studies specifically is a very uh, kind of convoluted story. So when I was an undergrad, I went to the University of Virginia and I was a French and comparative literature double major, which has absolutely nothing to do with American studies. I was very set on being a diplomat. So, you know, I would go to the library, but I loved comics and I would go to the library and I would just every week and just pick out a big stack and I would take them home. And on my way home, I always passed by my French advisor's office. And one day, as I was passing by, he finally was like, he finally said something about the comics. He was like, do you know that you can study those? You can research them? And I was like, hmm, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so that was kind of how I ended up doing my undergraduate thesis on Francophone comics. And then I realized at some point that I, if I wanted, I realized I wanted to go to grad school, but I think most of my back and forth was that I didn't want to do it in French. Okay. So then I was trying to pivot a little bit, um, trying to figure out a different uh, perspective on it. And then I realized that I could be asking the same questions that I was asking about French comics, about American comics. And so one day I was going home with my friend uh, who lived in the French house with me. And I was like giving her this really long lecture on Lois Lane. And I'm sure she was like, if you don't shut up. But actually what she, what she really said was, you know, you could teach a class on that. And I, in that moment, something really clicked in my head. I was like, no, yeah, I can. I actually can teach a class on this. Um, and so I ended up finding a, UVA had an undergraduate teaching experience program. So you could teach your own class for like pass fail. And so that was how I kind of got into American studies was by doing, that was the, that was the field where I could kind of do comics. There, you could do comics in other fields, but that was kind of where... I found a home and I applied to American studies graduate programs. Um, so those were kind of my big moments that led me to, to this. Very dope. So it's, I love that because I feel like not everyone knows that they can study something that like that. And we, we kind of, I feel like always feel like the work that we do has to be something, I don't know, that's not some, a hop, you know, it sounds like it was something that clearly you're passionate about, but, Others might consider it a hobby, right? Right. Like you are really a scholar of, of comics, especially as it relates to, um, you know, women and Black women in yes. comics. So I feel like yeah. that's just such one. Just be inspired. And if there's something you're interested in that you feel like there might not be a space, we see we have a great example 
of how that that isn't so. And so um, my next question is, how did Black Girl Does Grad School come about? So I guess Black Girl Does Grad School really started when I was getting ready to do my first day of grad school. I woke up that morning and I was supposed to be going to, so I started grad school two weeks early because I, originally my assistantship was with the Alejandro Institute, which is uh, an institute for early American history and culture. And I was an editorial apprentice, but to be an apprentice, you had to do a two week training. So I was preparing myself to like go to this training and I was realizing as I got ready that I had no idea what to expect, what I was doing in Like, I didn't understand. I didn't know anything. I didn't have really anyone to turn to. I didn't, I knew like one person who had done grad school. And at that point I was like, okay, if I don't know what I'm doing, I guess the best thing I can do is just write down everything that happens because it might help somebody, somebody else. And I also think that it would, I was thinking that it would be a reflective experience for me because it's something that I'd never done before. So when it was all over, I would have um, documentation about how I, how I, you know, made it through, right? Like from start to finish. So like, my first post is the day that I started on Mahondra training. And I'm yeah. pretty sure my last post will be the day I, you know, the day I graduate. So oh gosh, I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's really just, it started out as just me assuming that I would, or hoping that I would reach someone. And eventually I did. And so then other black women in other different types of graduate programs uh, I started to seek people out to see if they wanted to write about their experiences and their stories. And it was my first guest post was my friend, Kelsey Watkins, who was in law school at the same time I was starting. We became friends at University of Virginia. And the response to her piece was overwhelming. And I realized that people wanted to read more about Black women in these spaces. They wanted to know what it was like. They wanted the they wanted the experience to be broken open for them so i wanted to i after that post i became much more diligent about asking other black women to uh share their experiences but i don't think it really took off until about two years into the blog because i think i needed to develop some like to prove that i was i wasn't just like peddling around on the internet that I had a, had a purpose, you know, and proved to people that had a good reputation. Right. You were consistent. um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so once that happened, I started to gain a lot more interest in, in blog posts. And so now I want to say I have about two dozen guest posts and I've had four editors at various points in time. So. Wow. That's amazing. And, and so I love that you also, I, that you started, you know, um, the day one, cause I did the same thing. Like the very first episode of, of Black and in grad school is orientation. Like mm-hmm. the day I stepped on campus because it is going to be like this in the entire story, mm-hmm. like the whole thing front to end, um, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, like you said, really want to 
really want to see and have broken open. And so when did you start Black Girl Does Grad School? 2016. It was in August 2016. Okay. So you've been doing this now for going on, well, it's four years. And yes. what are you, and it said, you said you had editors. So like, how did you let go of your baby in that way and let other people like run as editors? How, how did that come to that? decision and, and how did you make and how did you kind of transition oh that was really easy I think at some point I realized that I had readers I had people that were faithfully reading black girl as grad school and once I realized that I had readers I got really self-conscious about finding typos okay. <laughs> in the blog post <laughs> so I you know I ended up asking a classmate if they would catch typos for me and that started out with my first edit my first editor and then as I got more guest posts um that person ended up phasing out and I had a I brought on a team of more editors that but so someone works specifically with me and then I have someone that works with your guest the guest posts. posts yeah wow wow that's amazing that's so dope like the fact that you, you know and also the fact that like I think a lot of people roll very solo and they assume that you're doing all the work and so it's good to know there also are people that are contributing um, maybe more so behind the scenes but you know that it's not just that everyone is out here literally doing all of the things that make a blog or a podcast happen mm -hmm. on their yeah. own like that is how I have an editor because I there was no way I was gonna be able to manage continuing with the podcast and my work and edit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah so let me shout out Tracy and Taylor right now get you to a Tracy and get you a Taylor they saved my life <laughs> I believe in y'all know y'all know Stephanie I don't know if she's taking any more clients so <laughs> might just be my my secret bullet um <laughs> but, uh, I love you Stephanie but you've grown your blog Mm -hmm. and you've also you know you've gotten through your coursework you're um getting ready to really transition out of graduate school so yeah. how have you um balanced that throughout your program the blog and um the academic responsibilities just to be clear yeah yeah so I think so I, I guess the first thing I want to say is that a I wasn't always good at it and I'm still not good at it all of the time I'm better at prioritizing which I think has meant something in this experience okay and also I think becoming all but dissertation we call it ABD my time is much more my own and it's much more flexible so I feel better about being inflexible about what I need to do, produce good work. And I've, and over the years, I have kind of developed, like, these things need to happen in order for me to be okay. okay. Like, one, I need to, I need to go home. Like, I need to physically separate myself from this city and the campus. Mm -hmm. And I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm from really close to here. So, like, I need time to go home with my parents and not talk to any of y'all <laughs> you know I need regular therapy and my meditation groups and I need physical time so yoga has been really important to me mm. and so 
what I do now is instead of fitting in those, what I was doing before was I was, I was fitting in those wellness practices around my schedule, um, around my work. And now what I do is the wellness, my stuff comes first and I work my writing and my research around what I need to be okay. Okay. So I know that's, that feels kind of comp, kind of like, but like, I'm serious. Like when I get my planner, you know, the first thing that I write down for my schedule for the week is my yoga classes when I'm going home. And then based on that stuff that I need to be okay, I will plug in my, my daily goals for writing and researching. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I think that's amazing and something to aspire to. What were you doing before you were ABD though? Honestly, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't, I, yeah, I don't know. Because like, I, I was not, I was not doing really great. I struggled really hard, you know, with so many aspects of graduate school. It was really lonely. It was really isolating. It took me a, it took me a minute to even get to a point where like, I had friends that I could turn to, Mm. to like help pull me out of some of the bubble, you know, the like isolated bubble. I mean, I think bullet journaling was something that I did to like, I, I kept a journal, kept to do lists, kept, I tracked my, you know, like my medicine and sleep and all of that kind of stuff and gratitude. I started, so one thing I did do very well was I started meditating and meditating um, was something that kept me pretty balanced and making sure I went to therapy. So, I mean, it was like, I had the things in place, but like, I wasn't, the things were there because I knew I had to do them, but I don't think that I was prioritizing my wellness. Okay. And so it just, that just made it all the more difficult to really balance the the blog and your, you know, your academic responsibilities. Yeah, because I was, I mean, really, I was doing everything before I was taking care of myself. Mm. So like blog posts, researching, submitting stuff, abstracts, coursework, didn't matter. That had to happen before I could take a break or eat or, yeah, it was bad. So, well, I I mean, I definitely appreciate that, that transparency and that honesty and a real that's real though that's a real look into how some of us get through get through the our programs unfortunately yeah you know it's good that you've taken the time to turn it around now that you are abd and you're not just beating yourself down as you're writing your dissertation and so you know it's called black girl does grad school so what's going to happen you know when this black girl did grad school Yo, people keep asking me that now. Like, it's been a recent question that I've been getting. And I, I don't know. Like, I hadn't thought that far ahead. It just was like, I just want to get through. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I've been considering passing the torch. I've been considering letting another Black girl doing grad school help the, the blog and I do know that I have plans for what I have written. So that's all I'll say about that. But I do have an idea, some ideas about what will, I want to make sure that this 
lives beyond this digital space. Although I, I love that it has become in a digital space. Yeah, so. absolutely. Also, y'all, I forgot to even mention this. Raven went viral. Was that last year? <laughs> when yeah. Uh, no, two years ago. Yeah. That wasn't two. That was not two years ago. Time flies. It was. Gosh. Yeah, it was 2018. Well, the one with your with your with your milestone check. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, nonetheless, I bet it's still making its rounds somewhere on the internet. Yeah, probably. Um, Should we refresh people's memory if they don't know? Yes, please. Yeah. So, um, as I've mentioned several times in this podcast, I, in this episode, this interview. I'm very close with my parents. And for a lot of people, I think a common experience is your family, particularly your immediate family, not knowing what you're doing in graduate school and why it's taking so long and like all of the related things that go with it. So I one day got very tired of my my mom and my dad asking me, how long and how many more things I had to do until I got the PhD. So I just made them a list with check boxes and I, everything that I had to do went on the back of a note card and my mom was like, okay. And she put it on the refrigerator and she, and for whatever reason, people went nuts over that tweet. And it wasn't yeah, it was, that tweeted that either. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Cuz I tweet about that sort of thing all the time. I haven't tweeted recently, but recently I um my dad, my dad for whatever reason, it doesn't matter how many times I tell him something, he just can't remember. So and he wants to know so badly, which I think is it, like I love it because he asks me very he asks me often what I'm doing, but I I I don't like repeating myself, so I started this little notebook for him. Um, he calls it my brag book uh-huh. uh, and I have everything that he needs to know about grad school, what conferences I'm presenting at, what the paper is called, where you can find my articles that I've published online, like, like everything you could possibly want to know about what I'm doing so that he has, it's like a little CV in a book for him yeah. that he can keep in his pocket. <laughs> That is so precious, actually, though. Shout out to your parents. It's so cute. I feel like my mom is still figuring out my degree. (laughs) I'm like, no, mom, that's not, that's close, but not exactly it, you know? And she's like, oh, well, they get the the point. I'm like, yes, ma'am, they do. And I appreciate you no matter what. So I, I, it's, it's such a common part of our experience. I think you're so right. I think that is so so sweet oh my gosh so yes so yeah one of the many 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 beautiful things and helpful things that have come come out of your your blog tell me something like you're really really proud of um or a piece you're really proud of from black girl does grad school a piece that i'm really proud of from black girl does grad school I'm really proud of so many of them i think actually i i my gratitude posts One thing that I've started doing whenever I hit like a major milestone. So like when I passed my thesis defense and, and when I passed comps, I write um, reviews or debriefs about that process. And usually it involves a thank you to everyone who 
helped me in any capacity, usually starting with my parents and ending with people that were nice to me. Like they smiled at me the day that I had my exam. Like, (laughs) so I just, I try to, you know, I don't think we should save the acknowledgements for the dissertation, right? Like Mm -hmm. the flowers need to come often. And I think the people that get me through, you know, they, they, they're not just the people that got me through the dissertation. They're also the people that got me through comps that got me through my prospectus, that got me through my master's thesis, that got me through the days when I wanted to quit, that got me through the conference acceptances. And I know that, you know, there's probably more pieces that are substantive or, and not that these aren't substantive, but there are pieces that I, actual writing that I've done that I'm proud of but I I think I I really love this I love the spirit of gratitude Mm. um and this experience and community and sharedness because you don't do this alone yeah so I think those are the pieces I'm most proud of I think that's so dope that's so 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 dope well, Raven, is there anything, I know we, I feel like we, we kind of jumped around, but in a fun way. Cause like, even though I've never met Raven and literally <laughs> we're all going to be meeting at South by Southwest in a few weeks, I, you know, am one so, so, so honored to even be kind of like, I'm just going to place myself in your circle. And then, <gasps> um, <laughs> Girl, you are a soul sister now. Don't even. Yes. And then just thank you for like all the, all of the transparency that you have provided to us over the years. You know, like she said, she's been doing this since 2016. So, you know, it's not light work And the, like, if you go to her blog, literally her website is heavy. Like it's so, so much amazing information on her site. Like literally, I think your website was like one of the first ones I went to um, I was looking for like who else is doing this work you know I, I think is that's even how, probably how I found you on Twitter was probably looking for the name Black Girl Does Grad School <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> somebody else thought of it before me you know <laughs> but um then I was like oh shoot she's amazing okay I'm gonna follow her and then you know now we're here <laughs> and finally getting to meet but I, I I'm so grateful for everything that you know you contribute to the digital community and is there anything else you wanted to just share with our listeners about you know your graduate experience or for those who are considering creating their own kind of creative outlet for their graduate experience so yeah um i guess i have like a couple of pieces of advice and then the first thing that i will say is that if you want to start uh some sort of documentation about your grad school experience, please do it and please let us know. I think it is the best thing that we can do for ourselves because it makes representation while is it doesn't do all of the work matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've met a lot of undergraduate Black girls through Black Girl Does Grad School who tell me that, you know, the blog has helped them make decisions about what, you know, what they're going to do in grad school and stuff like that. And you don't always, and like I said, you know, earlier, you don't always know someone who has personally, who has done this. And so yeah, Black Girl is Grad School is awesome. And I, and I have an audience for Black Girl is Grad School, but there's going to be some people that this doesn't reach or that 
this podcast doesn't reach or that um, even Joy or Autumn who are also doing different projects and you'll hear from that they that their projects won't reach. So you need, if you feel like there you want to be in this space creating, please create because you might be the person that that makes that is the game changer for a young person looking to be in this space too. That's right. I love it. I feel like that's a perfect ending. And as you all know, we always wrap up the show with lessons from the trap. What you got for us? Right hey, now? yeah. So I'm always thinking about Janelle Monet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like always. I had uh, a couple lines from Django Jane. Black girl magic. Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't stand it. Made it like a bandit. Y'all been trying hard just to make us all finish. This is just to put a flag on a whole nother planet. I think about that all the time because Black grad students, Black women grad students, particularly us content creators, we are everywhere. We are unstoppable. We are gravity-defying. We are alchemists. We turn everything to gold, you know, and I think about that line, those lines because we're so much, we're so infinite and people don't even know what to do with it. Mm. So we just got to keep, keep out here hustling. And I, I wish all y'all the best. I love that. We are so infinite. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, Raven, thanks again for coming on Black and in Grad School. Let us know where we can follow you. Yeah. So I'm at Twitter, um, on Twitter <laughs> at Raven Camilla, R-A-V-Y-N-N-K-A. MIA. Um, also, uh, Black, uh, Black Girl Does Grad School, Black Girl Does Grad on Twitter. Um, and then, of course, Black Girl Does Grad School is blackgirldoesgradschool.com. Dope, dope, dope. Thanks again. All right. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black and in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackandgradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.